Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Oh Lord, that we would get real and honest with where we're at. That we would recognize our need for you. And understand our brokenness. Open our hearts to see that. Lord, until we open our hearts, we we can't even recognize the need we have in you. And all too often, we miss the point of our faith. It is a crutch. We need you. And if we can do life without you, then we really don't have you. Lord, as we look at this scripture this morning, I pray that you'd place on our hearts a reminder that you are the way, the truth, and the life. That that all encompasses our our being, who we are, what we do, And all too often we compartmentalize you out. We compartmentalize you into Sunday morning from 8.30 to 9.30 and all too often we ask you out of our lives for the rest of the week. And so Lord, I ask even now that you'd break our hearts that we would recognize you in our life every day, every moment. Thank you for your love, your care, and your concern. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning's passage is, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well from now on. You do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing this work. Believe me when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. 
And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. May God add his blessing to the reading of the scriptures this morning. Lord, we bring to you this morning those things that are on our hearts. Lord, we think of uh, Amelia and so much has changed and so much going on there. I just pray that in the midst of that broken time, Lord, that you would show your face to this family. Lord, we pray for the opportunities that will be put in front of Liz and Larry and others, Lord, who, who know you. Opportunities to share the hope of their faith. Lord, we pray for our brother Dan, who's broken. Hold him close. Hold his family close as they walk this difficult road. Comfort their hearts. Give them the peace that passes all understanding, as your scripture tells us. Lord, there are other things that were spoken this morning and not spoken this morning, and you know our hearts. And so, Lord, we lay those at your feet as well. Lord, we ask for comfort and strength. We ask for wisdom. And we, Lord, ask that you would open our hearts. That we would make you number one in our life. Thank you for your word that reminds us you're a good and mighty God. In your name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. Unless you're a kid, and then you can run. Yeah, go. Come on now. Don't let me down. Come on, Jace, you can run. Jace said he can't run. Is he not allowed, Mom? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he did hurt his foot. Legitimately, Jace can't run. Sorry, Jace. I remember now. Took me a minute. A little slow on the uptake. I thought he was going to tell me it was like 50 or something. You know, can't run. Okay. All right. This morning, this morning's passage is, a, uh, is an interesting passage. And it's interesting for a couple reasons. It's interesting because Jesus uh, talks about the I am in a closed group, uh, a group of his disciples, his buddies. And it may be the most audacious I am in the scriptures. Because he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He doesn't say, I am one way. I am some truth. And I could be your life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We're reminded that they're sitting around a table. It's a pretty cool stained glass. Uh, it's a, uh, actually a real stained glass uh, uh, 
of, of Da Vinci's painting. Um, I got to see this live. It's 15 by 30 feet. It's really, really cool. All that stained glass. That's actually the panel, the panels of it. That's in some crazy cemetery, mausoleum in Forest Lawn, California. My, my kids, we went on vacation. My kids were like, let's go to the funeral. Let's go to the cemetery. Michael Jackson's buried there. And Louis L'Amour was literally buried outside the door. And it was kind of wild. Anyway, the picture, though, depicts the Last Supper, that, that moment where Jesus is, is really the last time um, they're going to talk. And if you look in chapter 13 of John, Jesus has just bumped the disciples around a little bit. Right? He's bumped them around. They're feeling some uneasy, maybe a little bit broken. He's come into this dinner. Not the first time they had had dinner together. They probably felt like it was some kind of closed meeting. Yet he showed up on the scene and washed their feet. He calls them out. Someone's going to betray me. One of you is going to betray me, he says. Oh, and Peter, you'll deny me. Talk about uneasy. They needed comforted in this moment. Why do you think he starts out this passage? Do not let your heart be troubled. Why? Because their hearts were troubled. They were struggling with what he was saying, what he was going to say. What he was going to say essentially was, I'm about to leave you. I'm about to be out of your life. And I expect you to pick up the pieces. In fact, he goes to verse 12, he says, you can do more than I've done. In the midst of all of this, there's this sense of overwhelming dread, of, of heaviness in the moment. Do you feel that in this passage? The heaviness of understanding that there's more to life than just having this dinner or just sitting down with Jesus. There's going to be a lot of things going on. When Mark and I were talking about that Truth Be Told song, when I listened to it, I couldn't help but, but think about the facade of Christianity that says, I got it all figured out. That everything in my life is perfect. That when I walk through this door, I got no problems. When the reality is, truth be told, right? The, the line is, truth, the truth is rarely told. So let me ask you this question. Let me begin here. Are you comforted or concerned with the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Are you comforted? Or are you concerned? Anybody got any guts, guts enough to say they're concerned? That's pretty impressive. Did you hear that? I heard the echo of nothing. Are you comforted by the fact that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Or does that concern you?
I'll just leave it there for a second just for you to think about. Because I don't want the church answer, right? I think all too often we would say, I am comforted by the fact that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But this problem with that is that maybe we don't fully understand what he's saying when, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And maybe if we're being completely honest, we're not living in a reflection of that. Maybe that's why it some concerns us. Maybe if we're being honest, we'll say, I don't know. I don't know if I'm comforted or concerned with Jesus saying, I am the way. The tr-. See, flippantly, it's easy, right? I went by someone's house uh, yesterday and they had one of those cool, they had those cool signs where they, I think they can slide them in and out. And that was actually the scripture in this really cool looking farmhouse. I almost stopped but take a picture, but I didn't know if that was be okay. And I just, I didn't, but you can, you can understand, you know what I'm talking about. They had those signs that are like on their mailbox and, and they had this like slide in. Um, and, I, and I've seen all kinds of different scriptures be placed in those, uh, those containers. And, and that happened to be the scripture uh, that was in this mailbox or on this mailbox. And it said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, it, and there's, it's nothing wrong with that line. It's absolutely the truth. But I think all too often as Christians, it's way too easy to just say, yep. Without actually looking at our life and asking ourselves the hard question, which is this. Am I living my life that, like Jesus is the way? Am I living my life that, like, like that Jesus is the truth? Am I living my life in a reflection of Jesus is the life? Because all too often it's easy to just say, yeah, and walk right back out of the door and do our normal thing. That's easy, right? It's, it's not nearly as easy to live understanding what Jesus is saying to us. Jesus says, I am the way. What he's saying is, I am the only way. I am the only way. It's not Jesus plus how much you put in the offering plate. It's not Jesus and how much nice you've been to your neighbor. It's not Jesus plus anything. Jesus says, I am the way. It's not Jesus plus a medium. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus. He is the only way. He backs it up further down. He says, Right after that, he says, I am, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you don't hear another thing this morning, understand this. There are not many ways to heaven. And that's what Jesus is saying in this scripture. He says, there is one way. There is only one way to heaven. He says, and it's through me. I am the way. 
I am the only way to heaven. It's not Jesus and how many verses you can read in a day. It's not Jesus and how many Sunday school classes you can teach in a week. Or how many songs you can sing. Or phone calls you can make. Are those good things? Absolutely. But they're not what get us to heaven. Only one thing will get us to heaven. Jesus. Belief in Jesus. Believing that He died on that cross. That He took our sin. That He lived the perfect life. And raised again. That's what gets us to heaven. That's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. He's saying, this is my last chance to tell you guys what's going on, right? You know what happens after we leave this passage, right? Very quickly, he goes to Gethsemane, right? The, the ball is rolling. He goes to Gethsemane to pray. He gets, uh, gets arrested, um, taken before Pilate. And that whole Easter week, right? That whole Easter weekend uh, ball is rolling, so this is the last time Jesus says has a real an opportunity to share. He says, "I am the way. There is no other way." All too often we get hung up on all the other stuff. I love this verse for one, I, I like this verse. I should take a picture of us, someone in a snowmobile suit trying to run a 5K, right? It says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the races set before us. How often, how much are you carrying daily that you don't have to carry? How much stuff do you carry around? And some of us carry it as a badge. Look at me. I've been divorced. Look at me. I struggle with porn. Whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is, right? Look at me. Throw it off, Paul says. Throw it off and run the race. All that stuff is in the past. Throw it off and run the race. Quit making excuses. Don't make excuses for the things we do. Throw it off and run the race. If God's calling you to something, do it. You don't have to tell me. Because I'm not the one that matters. It's almighty God and you. Right? All too often I hear lots of Great ideas that never get anywhere because there are excuses. Are you living your life like Jesus is the only way? See, we have a choice to make, a decision to make. And all too often I see people trying to run the line in the middle. And I've been guilty of the same thing, right? Trying to have a great career, whatever it is. Trying to do this. Trying to be of the world. And still trying to be of God, right? And if I was good at doing a split, I would do it, right? 
but I'm not, so we don't have to worry about that. I barely could get that. <laughs> I'm like, oh. The reality is this. Are we going to continue to try to live our life like Jesus isn't the way? Or are we going to make a decision to follow Jesus? All too often, we want to be on both sides. And it's fruitless. All too often, we worry about things like our finances to the point of uh, pinching every penny, forgetting who this God we serve is. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with people being frugal. That's perfectly fine. But when it controls your life, when it takes over who you are, you're forgetting who the way is. You forgot that Jesus is the only way. You forgot that it's all going to burn and that it's only money. I think I've probably told the story, but it's one of my favorites. When I, I, I moved a bunch, I, not a bunch, I moved all my pockets full of money over. <laughs> when I left the foundry, I moved some money uh, to a new place. And when I went there, I asked them, of course, I moved my 401k over there, and they're managing it. And I went in there, and it was, happened to be like November. And I was probably play, playing Bobby Lewis. Where'd he go? He's hiding. I was probably playing Bobby Lewis in fantasy football that week because my guy was telling me all about my money, right? And he's telling me all these details about how it's making money, blah, 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 blah. I told him, you know what I told him? I said, listen, dude, you need to understand a couple things. I only come to this appointment for one reason. I like the receptionist, and she lets me take her to lunch afterwards. <laughs> True story. It's my wife. I just want to clarify for anybody who doesn't know, my wife works at the financial place, okay? <laughs> She's not even here to defend herself. So I tell him, I said, listen, two things you need to understand. I only come for the lunch with the receptionist because I like her, and I care way more about my fantasy football league because I need to be Bobby. I don't care about this money. That's why I give it to you. If you don't manage it right, that's on you, dude, not me. If you screw it up, well, oh well. I don't care, right? I'll care at some point. I'm not saying you shouldn't care and that you shouldn't um, put money away for retirement. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is it needs to be in a spot that it belongs. If you're adding up every penny every day, every moment, and and wasting all your time and energy on those things that don't matter, you're missing the point. Jesus is the way. Live in a reflection of that. He goes on to say, I am the truth. What's the opposite of truth? Lies, right? Do you believe that Jesus is the truth? Do you believe that Jesus speaks the truth? Do you believe that this is true? 
It's easy to say yeah, right? It's easy to say yeah until we read it. And we read that passage that doesn't, that w- the one we don't like. The one that says, love your enemy. The one that says, go the extra mile. If they make you walk a mile, walk another mile. Is it less true because you don't like it? No. It's not less true. Do you understand that this book is all about relationships? I watch people who talk about being Christians and struggle so hard with relationships. And, 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 and I get it. There's always two sides. I get that. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to beat anyone up for that. But the reality is relationships are hard, but we're called to relationships. We're called to working on them. I want to show you, a, I read this really good article. Well, I don't know if it's really good, but I just wanted to share this with you. There's their idea of what Christ, the lies that Christians believe. Christianity means we're going to be happy. Is everybody happy this morning? Happy, happy, right? Where's Brian Renner when I need him? He's in the Outer Banks. Dang. Christians don't have any problems. Anybody got any problems? Anybody want to share? No, I'm decent. I don't want to know your problems. I got my own. <laughs> that we're always going to be continually blessed. Good luck if you believe that. That everything we do will have rewarding results. I have a sarcastic saying. No good deed goes unpunished. It's not always the truth, but sometimes it is the truth. No good deed goes unpunished. If you're looking for rewards for what you do in your faith, you're looking in the wrong direction. That's a lie. That all your questions will be answered. Good luck. That our Christian community is great. These are not mine, by the way. These were literally in a, an article that says, these are the seven lies of Christianity. I think our Christian community is great. But I think sometimes it's, we, we have this sense that we're in this little club. And we have to be very careful with that. And that Christianity is better than others. It, it, saying like, it is better, right? We're going to go to heaven. But Better as in I sit on a pedestal. I am something special. Let me remind you. The scripture tells us there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end, it leads to death. Be careful you don't rest in your feelings. Be careful that you don't get so tangled up in your truth that you're missing out on God's truth. And when you find those verses, this is a challenge for you, when you find those verses that don't add up with your uh, mentality, your thought process, your personality, your style, I challenge you to read that verse over and over, to study that verse, to memorize that verse, to ask ourselves, why does this verse... See, because it's easy. A lot of times what we do is we go, oh, I don't like that one. I'm going to run past that one, right? Uh, 
Oh, I'm supposed to treat my wife nicely? Mm. My kids? Ugh. Right? My dog? Uh, I need to find one that fits my life today. Let me see. Right? And all too often, we're not reading the things we need to read. We're reading the things that make us feel good. They make us feel better. We're not realizing that God is trying to change us. He's trying to move us in a direction. This the scripture in Romans, and we know that all things work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. How many times have you used that verse for someone else? Oh, you guys, come on now. Come on now. No one's ever used that verse for someone else. No one's, oh, thank you, Shelly. I at least, Liz, I got, I got a couple who will be honest with me, right? Yeah, we've used that verse. It's a little harder verse to use, though, when it doesn't make sense at all. Huh. Do you believe that that verse is true? Do you believe that God's still working? Do you believe that God works for the good of those who love him? Absolutely. I believe that verse because it's in the scripture. Am I honest with myself and say that sometimes I don't understand how God is working? That's the truth. The truth is, sometimes, God, it doesn't add up in my brain. One plus one does not always equal two the way God works. That doesn't make it untrue. It doesn't take the truth away. It's still true. He's still working all things for good for those who love him. even when it feels really painful. Even when it hurts deeply. Even when we can't add it up. His truth is still the truth. Are you comforted or are you concerned? My hope is that you're a bit concerned. Because Jesus is saying, listen, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's not just... Uh, flippant words that he's saying. He says, I am the only way. I am the only truth. And I am the only life. There is no life outside of Jesus. I used to have a dog that every time you turned on the vacuum cleaner, he chased his tail. And you want to see a mad wife? Turn on the vacuum cleaner with the dog in the house. 100-pound dog. He was vacuuming this way. My wife was vacuuming this way. What are you chasing? What is it in your life that you're chasing? The older I get, the more I realize I have chased some ridiculous things. I have chased so many things that weren't of God that I've wasted precious time.
I've wasted time that could have been directed in a path that honored God. And it's challenging for me to think about. I was reminded this week twice of stuff in our past. And how God had walked us through some things that were really hard. And in the midst of those hard things, I was able to see God's hand. That this life is not my own, but His. For all too often, all too long, we chased things that didn't matter. And if you're honest, I'm sure you chased things that didn't matter. Are you going to give your life to Jesus? Or are you going to continue to waste the resources He has given you? That's the question. Do you believe that He is the life? Or is he just part of life? Is he Sunday morning life? Or is he Sunday evening life? How about Friday night life? How about Wednesday morning life? Is he, is he your life? Have you put him first? The more I read the scriptures, the more I'm reminded and I can't get it out of my head, the harvest is plenty. The workers are few. The workers are few. The harvest is still plentiful. There are less people to do it. There's still plenty. Jesus says, listen, this is a really verse that uh, my brother Kelly, I, I, uh, I think Kelly does a song, you can ask him, it's, it's pretty famous. I don't know if it's on YouTube yet, but maybe you can ask him to sing it for you, or at least give you the lyrics. This verse, I, I never realized how important this verse was until I heard Kelly's song, and that really has stuck in my head ever since I, I heard him mention this verse before they sang the song. He says, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater things than these will he do, because I go to my Father. He's going away. Jesus said, is saying, listen, you can do more than I did. Do you believe that? Do you believe that if you commit your life to him, that you can do greater works than Jesus did? He says it. I didn't say it. He says it. He wrote it in the scripture. Does that comfort you or concern you? If there aren't many works in your life that reflect Jesus, then it should concern you. First, this passage is, is, is challenging. It's challenging to myself. I hope it's challenging to you 
to ask yourself the questions, am I doing my life like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Am I living my life like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Do I believe that the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ? You realize that's what people have trouble with. That's why they threw rocks at him. That's why they killed him at the end of the day. That's why they hated his guts. He claimed to be God himself, and they couldn't handle it. They lost their minds. Given the opportunity to let someone free, Jesus or Barabbas, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle that this guy would come on the scene and call himself God. It was ridiculous. And they crucified him. crucified him for us for me now I have to answer the question am I going to live my life in a reflection of Jesus being the way the truth and the life will I live my life in a reflection of that will I will I do that or will I just say thank you for your blood and uh, I'm going to go about my own business and do my thing let me challenge you this morning if you don't know who Jesus is, if you're not living your life like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, let me challenge you to get on your knees and pray that God would lead the way in your life. I think all too often we're afraid to like, oh man, if I come out of the pew and I come up to the here and I have to pray at the altar, someone's going to know something's up. Well, maybe someone should know there's something up. Maybe that's how you cement in your mind the actual decision to follow Jesus Christ. Maybe that's how you cement in your mind the decision to give God whatever it is is in the way. Maybe that's how you make that decision. Maybe you let someone else know that you can be accountable with. Maybe you let someone pray with you who you're, that you're struggling Maybe we need to get real about our faith. Because the truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. Some heavy and yet powerful words as you told your disciples what was about to happen. You reminded them, Lord, who was most important. And that you loved them. Lord, I pray this morning for this, this group, our, our community of faith. Lord, help us to be real, to get real. Help us to be honest about who we are. Lord, break our hearts in those places that need broken and uh, replaced with you. Thank you for your love, your care, and your concern in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.